why I wouldn't want to live the digital nomad lifestyle. With the ability to work remotely, the digital nomad lifestyle is growing. It sounds like a dream, but personally, I wouldn't want to be one. First of all, I enjoy traveling. From Japan, Egypt, Mexico to Italy, I've stepped foot in more countries than I can count on my fingers. Each of these trips created memories that are ingrained in my mind and retrieved whenever I'm feeling nostalgic. Experiencing new cultures and immersing myself in the day-to-day life of people who grew up in a different environment than me is one of my favorite ways to learn and grow. Traveling helps boost my creativity, practice empathy, and broadens my horizons. And when I return home, finishing the adventure allows me to truly appreciate where I live and practice gratitude for the simplest things I have. But would I do it as a way of life? Like the growing number of digital nomads who work and live remotely in faraway lands? Nope. Why? Number one, the travel part would kill me. Here's the thing. I enjoy traveling, but in moderation. The actual travel part before arriving at the destination is incredibly stressful for me. Going on airplanes, taxis, Ubers, buses, trains, ferries, and subways all stress me out. Even when everything goes smoothly, no luggage lost, no flights canceled, no getting ripped off by an auto rickshaw driver, my anxiety levels are through the roof. I value certainty and routine. And that probably sounds like I'm not willing to venture into the unknown and kind of boring, but I am. It's just that the pains of the travel part outweigh the freedom to change where I'm living, wherever I want, whenever I want. That's why I prefer to travel in doses and have a home to return to. Number two, the stress of adjusting multiples. Oh, sorry. The stress of adjusting multiplies with young kids. Yes, I know there are parents who travel the world and their children get to experience a cross-cultural upbringing. Kudos to those families. I enjoy living vicariously through them by watching their videos and seeing their amazing photos on social media. But I just can't imagine imagine lugging my kids around, constantly packing and unpacking, making plans on top of plans for myself and the kids, changing routines depending on the new environment with a flick of a switch, and living in adjusting mode all the friggin' time. I'm sure if we tried it, we would eventually adapt to the lifestyle. However, knowing myself, it would completely drain me. And that would make me a very cranky, stressed out, and even more tired wife and mom. Number three, I want to be around my aging parents. Home is where the heart is, and I want to physically be where my heart is. This means living near my family. My husband and my parents live My husband's parents and my parents both live in the same city. We value the time that our kids have with their grandparents. We want them to have a strong relationship with them so they feel connected to their roots. As a Chinese-Canadian, I want to preserve and maintain my cultural practices, beliefs, and traditions. A huge part of that comes from the relationship I have with my parents. And as they're aging, I want to make the most of the time they have left, getting to know them for real, hearing their stories, and ultimately having a deep understanding of who I am. I never had to have I never got to have that type of relationship with my grandparents because they were always in Hong Kong and so it's something that I want my kids to have. Number four, staying put makes me face who I am and my problems. 
Not all digital nomads travel because they're on a spiritual quest, trying to find themselves and meaning in life. But I do know traveling is one of the ways to increase self-awareness. It puts you outside your comfort zone, allowing you to face your fears, discover your likes and dislikes, and how you adapt to change. It forces someone to explore different cultures and gain the flexibility they need to deal with uncertainty. However, I've been coming to terms with who I am for a while now. I'm not done learning about myself and the world and the world, but I don't need to be consistently on the go in order to make that happen. In some ways, I believe that uncomfortably staying put actually makes makes us face the truth of who we are more profoundly because we're not contemplating our escape plans. Staying in one place allows me to mindfully appreciate the mundane parts of my life and thoughtfully reflect on my strengths, limitations, securities and insecurities, hopes and dreams, mistakes and regrets. It becomes more difficult to run away from my problems. I have to struggle through the complicated process of finding and achieving a resolution. Like a tree that gets stronger when it's not constantly being uprooted and replanted, I become more resilient when I'm not thinking of leaving the moment I arrive. Number five, I don't want travel to be a source of happiness. How do I feel the moment I enter a new city I've never been to? Oh man, excited, happy, adventurous, thrilled, everything that screams joy. Then usually at the two week mark, I start to miss home. The allure is lost on me and the novelty of the new experience wears off. I need the comforts of my normal life. And what I find happens to some of those consumed by wanderlust is that they become addicted addicted to that initial high of entering a new country. Without a real home to return to, they're caught in a never-ending chase for happiness in the next destination. And with the advent with the advent of influencer culture and social media, travel photos have become magnets for likes. The photo or video become their purpose to travel. Their followers' attention has become a game of whack-a-mole, tapping on whatever is shiniest. After the content is created, it's about what's next? What's going to make me happy? Eating pho in Hanoi? Scuba diving on the Gold Coast? Trekking in the Amazon jungle? Amazon jungle? Or rather, having people look at photos of myself doing such things? At the end of the day, does the number of countries a person has visited matter when they die? Or is it more about the influence and impact they had on, the, on others that make a life well lived? Traveling shouldn't be a form of escapism or a source of happiness. It's a form of connection and growth, exploring cultures and expanding views of the world. I don't think you need to be a digital nomad to experience this. Ultimately, I love where I live. A destination isn't a checkbox. It's an opportunity to nourish our hearts, minds, and souls. I don't want my life to be what's next. I'd rather have it be about what now. So listeners, have you considered the digital nomad lifestyle or maybe currently you're a digital nomad lifestyle? What has your experiences been and why did you choose your lifestyle? I'd love to know. Let me know. Hey guys, it's Catherine here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you loved this or you resonated with this and found value in my content, please hit the subscribe button and thank you so much from the bottom of my heart.